Welcome to Oversharing with the Overbees. I'm Joe. And I'm Matt. And each week you can tune in to hear us respond to your voicemails, go in depth on our lives as content creators, and hopefully leave you feeling even better than we found you. With that being said, let's get to Oversharing. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Oversharing. I, what? Nothing. I was watching the magic happen. I feel like you looked very shocked that I started talking. I wasn't ready for it, but I was just going to let you roll with it. Welcome to Oversharing with the Overbees. <laughs> It's us. We probably already had the intro roll, but here we are. Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> I can't look at my wife right now, and that's kind of like part of this podcast, but she can't handle it. I can't think maybe done. we just start right there. Yeah. That was a flawless entry into the into the podcast. You know, Matt and I recorded that uh, intro with the music mm -hmm. so that we didn't have to worry about introing the podcast. And yet when we get on the mics every single week, we don't know how to start talking. No, it's hard. Oh, okay. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm yeah. also very tired. You're also very tired. Yeah, we had a really, really rough night. And uh, in terms of not getting to sleep, mm -hmm. we're fine. Yeah. But... Uh, and it wasn't baby related. Yeah, that's what I was about to say is everybody I feel like would think, oh my goodness, how's G doing? Yeah. What happened? 18 month sleep regression? No. no. Yeah, she uh, she slept like a rock mm -hmm. at about 10 o'clock last night. We got huge storms and hail. Didn't know it was going to rain. Then yeah. we started getting hail. Then we looked and it was like, oh yeah, we have like bad storms. Then the power went out. You can really hear hail in this house too mm -hmm. because we have skylights. Yeah, they and amplify so, it. Yeah, hail was... Serious, which was fine. I don't feel like that stopped us from sleeping. Nah, that was fine. Really. We were getting ready for bed when the power went out. So I lit candles and we had enough light to get through. Mm -hmm. I was checking on G every so often just to make sure because the, the monitor power didn't work because it was unplugged. Uh, and so then we get laid down in bed. Power is still not back on. And I just bought us brand new bedding like yeah. a brand new comforter cover not all new bedding but bright white beautiful plain linen i have been waiting to get this for a long time and i finally pulled the trigger got my white linen bedding love it so excited about it ran it through the washer ran it through the dryer got it on the bed put it on the bed and <laughs> oko our younger dog last night throws up all over the linen comforter you sure ah Ah, and I won't make too detailed of like no one needs retching sounds on yeah. a podcast. That's unnecessary, but you know the sound. If and, you have uh, pets, you know the sound. Yeah, and that is, I, I think I saw a TikTok a while back that like iPhone should just make an alarm that is the sound of a dog throwing up, <laughs> and like you'll be out of bed. Nothing. If they do it well enough. Faster. Like you, you can hear it. it. Doesn't matter if you're just blindingly hungover. Like you are out of bed. In an instant. It's yeah. impressive. But I react to it, I yeah. feel like, normally faster than you do. I like it's sometimes the first time I, d I don't know what's coming. It's my, I react the first time mm -hmm. always. Yeah, you always know. And then when I know it's a possibility, then I'm then you're on your keyed up for it. Yeah, I'm for ready. sure. But so that happened. Matt and I <laughs> stripped our entire bed, mm. put it in the wash. And the sad part was, we have another comforter cover yeah. and everything, but it was in the washing machine. It needed to be moved over to the dryer. And we had no power. And we had yeah, no power. power. That's why I couldn't dry the other one. And I couldn't wash the one we were using right away. So about an hour and a half later, the power comes on. And this is late at night. We should just be asleep, but we weren't. 
because we were, you know, worried about our dog and trying to figure out what was going on there. And like you do when your dog throws up, we're Googling everything. Oh, yeah. And so our dog's going to die. You know, that's just, it's like web MDing yourself. Everything, you guys were already post this situation yes. and he is okay. <laughs> yeah. Or you've seen some terrible news on our social media. One or the other. We don't know yet. We're not through the woods, but he, he seems really chipper this morning. <laughs> I feel like we're through the woods. He just wants food and yeah. we're kind of trying to ease him back into it. Yes. But so that happened. We finally, the, the power ended up coming back on mm-hmm. and Matt got the washer and dryer and everything running once the power got, came back on at like midnight. Yep. And uh, I was asleep for that, I think. Uh, you were in and out. I was in and out. Okay. Uh, I, I felt like I was pretty asleep for that. And then at what? Four in the morning? Yeah. Three thirty, Something like that. I hear the noise again. Mm-hmm. And then we're really panicked because when your dog throws up twice. Yeah. Like in a. Well, and the first time he drank a ton of water, which they sometimes do when they're nauseous or if there's something, I mean, it can be a sign that something's wrong or it can be a sign that they don't feel good. the second time he drank all the water. No, it was the first time he drank all the water because it like went through everything. Oh, okay. He drank a little bit of water and then he slept for a couple hours. Okay. And then he woke up and yakked again. And it was a pretty good, pretty good little yak again. And then, uh, so that was, yeah, that was like three, four, somewhere four. in there. Yeah. I didn't go back to sleep till six. No, you got in the tub because you were just like, I need to relax and I'm I was anxious so... and the vet isn't open and like we were all stressed about it. I was so worked up that at four in the morning, I just ran a bath mm-hmm. and I deuced. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> said, I'm going to go get in the <sighs> bath and read a book in the middle of the night. And I'm cleaning. Kind of mad, kind of worried. I also considered just going, like getting up for the day. Like I'm starting my day at 4 a.m. today. Well, no, like when I, I, I didn't, it, it wasn't four when I got in the tub. It was probably like, it was closer to five yeah. by the time I got in the tub. So when I got out of the tub, I was like, this is a normal time people wake up. Yeah, totally. So totally. Not me, but normal people. No. Productive uh, people. Normal people. I don't even know what that means, but you know, people with healthier lifestyles. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely that. Uh, and so I considered just getting up and starting my day. And uh, then I realized that was a terrible idea. Yeah, no, because then you'd be taking like a nap at like 1030. You'd be taking a nap with our kid. Yeah. And like we have stuff to do. So it would have been a bad choice. Anyway, but... didn't he throw up one more time, though? Yeah. Yeah, that happened at like 645. Okay. Yeah, like right before we got up. Yep. But then we kind of discovered what was happening. Yes. And uh, I think he got a baby wipe. I think he ate a baby wipe and he's not a very big dog bigger no. dogs i think they can even digest. that's scary well that's the thing with baby wipes is a former white professional baby wipes are like very plastic. plastic they're very durable they're meant so that when you're wiping a butt nothing's coming through that wipe yeah never flush baby wipes they don't flush none of them say flushable they don't all eat say them. that's for sure <laughs> don't eat them because your body's not going to break it down either but uh, there are flushable wipes out there baby wipes are never those but it did seem we we called and talked with our vet and they said to just keep monitoring him because he is he wants using to eat. the bathroom. Yeah. He wants to eat. His energy levels are fine. Mm-hmm. And he does seem to have regurgitated the entire baby wipe now. Yeah, he got a pretty good chunk of it about seven this morning. So yeah. uh I felt pretty good, especially when he was like fired well, up I don't and know wanted where to take he, on the, the day. The weird part about it is we don't know where he got it. I have a suspicion of where he got oh, it. Oh, you do? Yeah. Okay. When I changed that diaper. And oh, okay. then got distracted oh. because I have 
focus problems. Bad dad. Yeah, uh, that was a bad dad moment. We haven't done that in a minute. I wasn't trying to call you out. That was not, no, I didn't know that. No, no, no. No, I know exactly where it came from. Because in my mind, I was like, where did he get a baby wipe? Because it's not like he's been through trash or anything like that. Nope, and he got so, it out of a diaper. Okay. That I left on the floor. Oh. <laughs> what floor? Her bedroom. Okay. Yep. Cool. Yeah. Keeping that under wraps. It was dinner time. She wanted food. So I, yeah, I just, it was You, you got it was moving crazy. too fast. Yep. I was doing too many things at once. Hey, that's okay. Anyway, so we are not well rested today, but that's okay. <sighs> I feel like everybody can relate to things like that. If you have a dog, there's a good chance you've been through this at some point. Especially if you have a dog and a little. Yeah. One of them will have. Or maybe other dogs aren't interested in diapers because they're not crazy. Idiots. I love you, buddy, but you're so dumb. Yeah. He's our sweet little idiot. Yeah. He has, at one point, he's only eaten, like, one diaper Mm -hmm. ever, but it did happen, and I did lose it. You were very stressed about that. He didn't eat the whole diaper. I mean, That's the thing, is he kind of ripped up the diaper, Yeah, and so, like, the problem with diapers is when a big dog eats, like, the whole diaper, and it will swell. Yeah. If you eat the little pieces of it, it's just, like, little silica beads. They'll... For the most part, they're not good for you, but you should pass them. It freaked me out. I called the vet. The vet was like, (laughs) what size is the diaper? I'm like, it's a size three or a size four or whatever. How much did he eat? And and I was like, you were like, he ate the whole thing. And it was like, well, he he ripped up the middle. He ate almost none of the diaper. Yeah, the most of the diaper was left. But anyway, this is way too much information. And that's diaper talk with the dog. Yeah. (laughs) And that's why we are tired. So go to YouTube.com. And check out some bags under my eyes. And I'm drinking an energy drink. I have one too, but I haven't opened it. And I'm scared to make the noise on. You ready? That's refreshing. Put it right by the mic. It's aesthetic. (laughs) That's nice. Uh, Yeah, I actually took one of Matt's energy drinks. I don't drink caffeine that much. That's a fun fact about me. Uh, I drink caffeine too much. I drink caffeine like... Once a week? Man, that's how we should have done the pod. Should have started the pod with a little crack. Yeah, and then gone into our story mm-hmm. next time. That's just how we do it from now that's on. That's creative direction right yeah. there. I like it. Uh, so we asked you on my Instagram stories this week, since we're back at it on the podcast, mm-hmm. uh, what you guys want to be seen from us. And you guys gave us all kinds of good recommendations. You talked to us about people that you'd like to see on the podcast. We have a couple interviews uh, coming up and... Uh, working on scheduling a few additional. So we're going to bring some content creating friends on not to talk about content creation, but to talk about uh, what they do, what they're passionate about and what they're bringing to their audience. Uh, And I'm really excited about that coming up. Yeah. Cause most of the people that we are friends with in that content creation space definitely have a point of view or something that they are trying to provide value with. So it's always fun to learn about people's passions and like what drives them and what they've What's brought them to this point in life? Yeah. And so we're, uh, that's going to be coming for you soon. Uh, I also wanted to note before we jump into what we're talking about today that if you have not and you're listening each week, please go give us five stars, rate, review us, subscribe, uh, yeah. all of those things because that really does help us a ton. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I'm not good at remembering to say that. I forget every single time. I know. So. That was just while it was front of mind. But the topic that really stood out to me personally was someone asking why we decided that we wanted to have a kid. Mm -hmm. And not only why we decided we wanted to have a kid, but when 
did we make that decision? As in like... When did we feel ready? Yes. Gotcha. So I kind of want to dive in. I wrote Mm -hmm. down a few questions for us to answer, uh, but we are going to start just with that topic. And so of answering why did we decide that we wanted to have a kid? Yeah. It's one that we get a lot. We wanted to be parents, I Mm -hmm. guess. Yeah. And we know lots of people that started their parenting journey not intentionally. That happens plenty. We chose to start being parents and... There is always that question of like, how did you know you were ready? And it's, it's, I answer it the same way that I answer, like, how did you know that Joe was the one? How did you know you wanted to get married? How did you know all this other stuff? And there is, for me, I'm not a very decisive person, but there is a point that I get to where I go, I think I can tackle this challenge. I don't know what's coming up. Like, I don't know that I'm prepared for it, but I do feel prepared enough to take on the challenge. To say, hey, I'm seeing other people do this. I think I'm just as capable as those people. I'm seeing, like, I've read some things. I feel like I have a little I've bit in my tool belt. Things. That's, you know, for people that read things. You know, maybe I, I saw say, a TikTok. That's loose. Yeah, guys, I don't read very much. I think I've said it on the pod about you every read other a podcast. Ton of Reddit. <laughs> that's not reading. over anything like educational, though. I feel like I don't feel like that's true. You read about computer parts. Oh, that's true. I do look too much at computer parts because I tackle computer projects that I'm not very like. I'm not a network engineer, and I'm not well experienced like in how computers actually work. But like, I know just enough to like try and figure it out. But then I have to go on Reddit, and somebody has to give me like baby step guides on like, you broke your computer. How's here's what you need to do to fix it. Yeah, buy these parts, and it will work again. That's what I do on Reddit. All that to say, I felt like I was ready to take on the challenge. Because there is a point, like, having kids and getting married and those kind of things are things that I don't know that there is a way to really prepare. Like, there you can prepare, but I don't know that you can know that you're ready. If you get to a point where you well, know you can like, take it on, it, it I think you're well past where you could have started. I, I think that's kind of everything in life. Mm-hmm. You know? You have to dive in on stuff. There is no getting to a perfect point where you're ready. Yeah. I don't feel like there's never like, I don't know. It's kind of a fallacy. It, yeah. There, there's never a right time. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe there's just there, a point where you go. Maybe for some people. I Not that I've ever experienced. I've never run into it. And that's where like we had a voicemail a week or two ago where it was like, my boyfriend doesn't feel like when he's ready to get engaged. And like there is a point where you where you know you're not ready, and I think that's one thing. But there is a gray area where you're like, I don't think I'm not ready. Do I think I'm prepared enough to meet the challenge? Well, but even I, I want to dive in further because even beyond the idea of readiness, mm-hmm. what for you was the decision in knowing you wanted to have a kid? Like you knew you wanted to be a mm-hmm. dad. Because I think that's a huge dialogue yeah. right now. We have a lot of friends, close friends, mm-hmm. who are, they are child-free. Yeah. And they're not just ca- child-free currently. Like, their plan is to They have no to intention stay, to have children. Yeah. Uh, child-free. And I love that for them. Mm-hmm. And so, I think a lot of people are in the thick of, well, one, if you're in your early 20s, you don't yeah. have to, you can make a decision. I'm not saying you're not capable. Like if you know, and if you're in your early twenties and you're like, I know I want to be child free. Great. I support that. I do think some people know kind of like people who get married young Mm -hmm. and people who some people just know if you're in your early twenties and you have a friend who's really 
confident and just knows that and you don't yet, that's okay. Yeah. You can You can also change your mind. Yes, you can. Like, you can go, you know what? At 22, I didn't want kids. But at 30, like, I think I can do this. And it seems like something that I want. Right. And, like, that's totally normal. Yes. And so I I just wanted to note that. But what, what was it for us, I guess, mm-hmm. after talking to so many friends that are choosing to be child-free, that we were like, yeah, no, we definitely want to be parents. That's an experience yeah. and a uh, thing we're looking for. One, I think we have the privilege of having really great relationships with our parents. So uh, a lot of the people that I know that don't want to have kids have had rough parent relationships where it's been traumatic or you know a lot of times it's a result of your parents having to work through things that they haven't worked through and so uh, I think we've got two phenomenal sets of parents and it was like hey I want to be that for somebody and I think I could be good at it like I've got the tools in my tool belt at this point in my life where I think I could be a good parent and I want that and I, I think within some capacity, having kids and choosing to have children is kind of, it can be a, considered a selfish concept. I, yeah, I, I see that. Just inherently. Yeah. Like you're choosing to replicate yourself. You're like, <laughs> right. I think I'm good enough that there should be more of me. Now, that is not to say that I think parents are selfish. No. No, because no, no. I think that parenting as a whole does require, to be done well, requires a lot of selflessness and a mm-hmm. lot of patience. And a lot of, uh, I think if parenting's done right, that it is done with very little expectation of anything in return. It is a very unconditional yeah. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And that's obviously not easy. And just because you genetically replicated yourself does not mean that personality and identity wise, they are going to be a replica of you. And so there is, you have to let that person grow into who they're going to be. And that's a process you went through as a child and as a you know teenager and young adult and a full-blown adult. Nor do they owe you anything. No, absolutely. And I, I think that those are all things Matt and I talked about when we were making the decision, do we mm-hmm. want to be parents? And I think all of that was okay with us. Yeah. It's, we're not, we didn't want to have G in order to fulfill something for us. And that's, but, you but know, it's funny. Did. Yeah. I don't know. It's so complex. It, it really is. But it, it's funny that you phrase it that way because that's how we talk about like relationships a lot too is you're the person you're with should compliment you and like they can make you better, but they can't be something for you. Right. It's the same thing with a kid. Like a kid is not going to fill something that you lack, lack in your life. Yes. It can absolutely give you a wonderful mirror to look at yourself and go, wow, that is an issue I struggle with. I want to work on that so that I can help my child work on that and be an example. There's a dozen things with me personally that like that has provided me with. And that's some of the things I thought about before. And some of the things it's just like, I'm watching a little version of myself go through trying to emotion, like emotionally regulate. And I'm like, we're only 18 months in. Yeah. And I need to be better (laughs) about regulating my emotions so that she can see an adult example of somebody regulating their emotions. And so it's been really good for me in a lot of aspects and it's hard. It is really hard. It's hard to watch. And like the thing is our child is very, I've been told by my mother, like 
this child is like a little version. Like I'm watching Matt again. Yeah. Like all the little quirks that she has. She's like, yeah, this is all really familiar to me. The only thing is she's a better sleeper than me. So she got that good from on mom. us. Yeah. Mom's a great sleeper. Mom's still a great sleeper. Best of both worlds. <laughs> so just super fun and cool like her dad. And then she sleeps like her mom. So couldn't go wrong. Yeah. And so uh, I think for us, we came to the conclusion that we were ready to start trying. Like we knew that we wanted to have kids. Mm-hmm. We knew that we wanted to be parents. So when it came time for us to start talking about it, there were a few things that we discussed that we knew we wanted to be really sound on before starting to try to have kids. Mm -hmm. And that was we wanted to feel financially stable. We wanted to feel emotionally stable. Yeah. And uh, we wanted to feel really settled into our relationship and our marriage. Yeah. And that's something that's something you've pointed out to me too over raising a child is that like one of the best things you can provide your your child is a healthy relationship and a really safe environment. And like if they can see you and your partner really have a great relationship that will model relationships going on in their life. Right. Not to say you can't have a kid and have relationship struggles. Many people do, but that oh, does I think impact. We do. Yeah, I, I I don't think that that's the. You're not looking to be in a perfect relationship no. in order to be a parent, but you're looking to always be treating with one another, to always be treating one another with kindness and respect. Yeah, yeah. You want to have really good rules of engagement. Really good. Like, yeah, again, it goes back to that emotionally regulating and like making sure that you have good systems in place um, to try and handle the the ups and downs of being a parent and being a partner in your 20s and 30s and 40s and all these times when crazy stuff happens and bad things happen and good things happen and it's chaos. And by no means am I saying these are the requirements that other people need to have. No. This is just what we discussed. We're whenever. also not good at all these things. No. By the way. We've no, thought no. about them. Just because we've thought about them does not mean we've solved any well, of them. Well, and I I feel like throwing a kid into the mix, everything evolves. Mm-hmm. You know, like even if you had it really figured out prior, yeah. like it it really changes things. You know, I said that I really wanted to be in an emotionally healthy place when I became a parent. <laughs> and uh yeah. I was when I made the decision to mm-hmm. start trying to get pregnant. And by the time I gave birth, I was not. Your hormones were shot. Your family situation was 10 times more chaotic than when we started started our journey. Yeah. Yeah. And and now we're 18 months in and I feel like I am just starting to feel a little more like myself. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I don't say that to instill fear in anyone. I, I don't think that it's something to be fearful of. I just, it's, I don't know. It if is it, yeah. If anything, it's something we want to, it's, we want to normalize it. Absolutely. To say, Hey, like it's, it's going to be hard. But and never like, once have I wrong. felt like it wasn't worth it. No, no, no. It's phenomenal. But there is like nothing like highlighting your emotional and mental weaknesses than having a child who needs everything from you. Like they can't really do anything for themselves. Like we're getting to 18 months and like she can feed herself if we give her all the stuff to feed herself. Right. But like it, she doesn't go to the fridge and break in there and get all the stuff. No, it it is crazy. 
but it's also i don't know it's been one of the most joyful things i've ever done absolutely and it can be like like i said very healing yes there is an element of like this is something i want to work on and a kid has given me an ability to look at it yeah what about with parenting and parenting strategies like how do you think that we've tackled that oh this is where i should be reading more and I should be doing more research. And that's that's why my resolution this year is to kind of take on more, um, both in our relationship and as a parent, um, an active role in understanding both early childhood and our relationship better. Uh, not just me, but tools for understanding our daughter and you. So you're really good at that. And you also have your sister who's in an early childhood development, and your other sister who's a pediatric nurse. So. Yeah. You've got two really great people in your life to I say, hey, help me. Like, and their moms. And their moms of a bunch of kids. And they've done it before. And so they're, they've are they got hands-on experience and education out the wazoo on how to handle kids. And so you have much better ideas of like, this is a good path for us to take. And so I a lot of times follow your lead mm-hmm. on parenting techniques. Is that the right kind of description well and i think that we both really try to have discussions about the things we choose to do Mm -hmm. rather than like i don't just say this is how we do it yeah i'll explain that this is how i think i want to do it and this is why if you want to bring your own research to the table which i don't yeah very often most of the time you're kind of like you know that sounds good yeah most of the time you're like if you want to bring your own research and you're like oh my gosh i should look this up Like, I should understand this more. And then maybe I'll go look at it. And almost always, it just aligns with what you said. You're like, I already did the research. So if you'd like to find the research to back up what I already know, go for it. I don't say that. You don't do it like that. And that's not at all how it's intended, but that's how it ends up. Like, I'll look it up and be like, yeah, exactly. I just saw this. And you're like, "Uh uh-huh. Well, and I think that's a big privilege that you and I have in our relationship that maybe not everybody listening does we have our share of other issues <laughs> absolutely when it comes to communication and things like that especially with matt being neurodivergent and me being more mm-hmm. neurotypical like we have our share of issues but something that we're really fortunate is we tend to really align in terms of our strategies and how we want to go about things yeah yeah i agree and so i feel like sometimes we don't necessarily give the best advice because i don't think that's something we achieved through work Mm-hmm. I think that I, our, our communication, I love to give communication tips all yeah. day long because that's something we have really worked at. Still working on. Still always working on. We're not perfect at it by any means, nor do I think that you ever necessarily are. No, but, but like we just have completely different communication styles. Right. And like different parents that handled things differently. So that's we've modeled things in our life to communicate with our parents and in our close relationships. And now we're in totally different close relationships and we have to figure out new tools. And I feel like I have the hardships to back up that advice a little bit more, Yeah, you know, uh, whereas sometimes things have just worked well for us because that's how we work together. Mm-hmm. But I did want to answer the last question that the person who sent in this topic asked, which is how do we handle disagreements and how we should handle some parenting issues? Yeah. Or things. First things first, I think we always try and do it when we're not escalated. I agree. And we really try and not be escalated in front of our daughter. 
Like, unless there is a, a matter of immediate safety where you have to go, hey, I got to stop you. And you pull her out and, you know, whatever it is. She's trying to take a fork to the light socket or whatever's going on. <laughs> if something like that's happening, you jump in. Yeah. And, and if you get heightened, your kid will get scared. And But they'll also understand that there's a reason to be scared. Right. But we really try not to um, hash it out in front of her. I agree. Because it's just not productive and it, they don't understand yeah, and if we're calmly talking about something, we'll do mm-hmm. that all day in front of sure, her. Sure, absolutely. I think it's good to see your parents calmly disagree. Disagree. Yeah, I agree. And come to a resolution. Because I don't want my kid growing up thinking that we just got along all the time. <laughs> Not that I, I don't I, think they're at risk of that. No, I don't either. <laughs> I I want I want G to grow up and think that we loved each other very much and that we were a team and that we were number one, like each other's number one priority don't get me wrong. I don't like want to see her as words. I don't want her to see us constantly fighting or anything like mm-hmm. that. But I, I don't think it's realistic that any relationship is free of disagreements. Yeah. But she should also see us as two distinct human beings with different identities and feelings and right perspectives. So I, I think that's true. I think the first step that we do is if we're disagreeing on something with parenting, we try to address it a time that we're both calm Mm -hmm. and prepared that we're going to be constructive with one another. Yeah. And that this has happened several times with things that you've researched where early in our parenting journey, I was not emotionally regulating. Well, I mean, we weren't sleeping as much. There was, it it was very heightened, especially with my neurodiverse way of handling my life. Uh, (laughs) It's not your way. I mean, that's just how your brain works. No, it's just how I'm wired. But yeah, like I would get very heightened. It would cause me anxiety and stress. And like, I didn't, especially we've had a TikTok recently about me not having an inner monologue. I will say it makes it hard to identify your thoughts and your feelings because you don't have, since we communicate with each other with language, you're not filtering that through your language center to say, this is what I'm feeling and I'm mad or I'm anxious. So like you have to reflect and I'm not good at reflecting. I'm getting better, but I like, was about to say you're coming light years. Yeah, part of that's getting medicated and like going through this whole mental health journey that I have the last year, two years, whatever it is. Um, but and then it's just taking those two. Like you've jumped in and said, "Hey, like I don't want to offend you, but like you're gonna have to work on regulating." And like you may have some research, you may have some tips, and just be like. Your daughter's looking at you and she needs to see you do well with this. And she wants to feel confident in you, not fearful. Yes. Not that you were, I don't know if that makes sense. It was was not like things were directed at her, but it was things like I was just physically stressed or I was, you know, maybe I'd yell at the dogs or like I'd be mad in the kitchen and she'd be somewhere nearby. Oh, this happened. This is a really good example. This happened not that long ago. Mm -hmm. And I had to point it out to Matt. Because it just wasn't front of mind for you. We were watching fantasy football. Well, we were watching Red Zone. Oh, yeah. We played fantasy football. Mm. And G was coloring, playing. I was sitting on the couch watching her. And Matt was watching fantasy football from the kitchen. (laughs) And something that was not good for his team (laughs) happened. And he got really angry and was not at anybody. No. It, It was not directed at anyone in our household. I don't remember what you said, but you know, you were like, gosh, dang it. Like, and you, your, your voice. Yeah. In a more PG 13 or R rated way. I'm sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. No, I think there were curse words in there. Yeah, for sure. We use a lot of language in our house. Uh, 
and G dropped her colored pencils and ran over and like sat on my lap and mm-hmm. um oh, and, that makes me sad. <laughs> I, well, and and I I immediately then my I, yeah then you get and that I, is the thing like that we've had to work on is like when you see me make a mistake, you want to get elevated and be like, hey. <laughs> I'm like, hey, our kid needs you, idiot. Yeah, I'm like, she doesn't know you're not yelling at her. Mm -hmm. Not that you were even. No, it had nothing to do with her. It wasn't. I didn't yell, Gardner. Damn it. Yeah. Well, and why did Devontae Adams catch that ball? Yeah, there aren't a lot of raised voices in our house. No, like we just don't. Except for her, she's loud as hell. (laughs) She, she, she's the loudest kid in the land. She's not angry loud. No, she's just yelling. Yeah, she's just happy to be there. Mm -hmm. But when that happened it scared her because she's not used to and you could tell like from your entire demeanor something was wrong and i don't know that she necessarily thought (laughs) that she had done something wrong no she just got worried but but she was like oh dad doesn't normally do this and (laughs) so this is bad like this is like forking a socket Uh bad but for her she's associating it with coloring yeah because that's what she's doing Mm -hmm. in that moment and so we had to have a conversation i'm like hey totally understand Devonte adams didn't catch that ball and that is infuriating he did catch that ball it was a problem <laughs> oh he did catch the against ball against me okay uh i understand that i i understand why that makes you angry mm-hmm. in the moment and i want you to be able to be passionate about this game that you really enjoy and you know it's fun for us because we understand what's going <laughs> on we're grown-ass adults yeah but and, and and so just being able to openly have that conversation but I don't know. How did you get in a place where you were okay to hear that? Well, I mean, I think we took a little space. I think you de-escalated yourself. Oh, I didn't say anything at first. No. I said something later whenever G wasn't there. I, I talked to G. I was like, it's okay. You were like, it's okay. And, and then, like, uh, and to be honest, that kind of lowered me a little bit. And it was like, okay. Well, and I tried to explain in words, like, mm-hmm. even though she has no idea. No. I'm like, daddy's watching a game. and like, Yeah, I'm, it's I'm, the TV. It's what's yeah. on the TV. I was trying to talk her through, like, the feelings you were experiencing yeah. and stuff. And then I did talk to you about it later. But, but not that specific situation just in general like what has made you open to receiving that feedback because i feel like i talked to a lot of people that they would say that and they're like well i was just mad it has nothing to do with xyz you know some of it is just and i'm around our daughter a lot like since i'm not at my job anymore i'm with her every day and so i've gotten to see a lot more how what i do impacts her and so some of it is just seeing it and seeing is believing more or less for me and my little brain. But, um, <laughs> it, and it's, it's just come from, I don't know that that is part of the, the communication part that we've worked on is trying to respect each other's not only opinions, but like views and really try and, especially when it comes to parenting, not filter it through like, I think this, you think this, like filtering it through what is best for our child. Right. Um, And sometimes you got to bring stats and facts to back it up. And sometimes you can just go, yeah, no, that makes sense. I shouldn't yell where our kid gets scared. (laughs) Totally fair. Hey, you know, it happens. But Mm -hmm. I, uh, I don't know. It's hard. It's not easy. And the other thing I was going to note is if you're a mom listening to this and, uh, you feel like it's your responsibility in order to present it a certain way or do it a certain way in order to make it attainable Mm -hmm. for your partner or who you're raising your child with, 
remember that for me, like I haven't done anything specific for Matt to want to take part in parenting with me. Yeah. Like, I I think that's really important to note because if your partner isn't being an active parent, that does not reflect on you as a mom. Also, you're going to screw up. Yeah. We screw up all the time. We literally just told a story about where I screwed up. That was not that long ago. No, that was... Yeah, when did yeah three weeks ago, two weeks ago? It was just a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I mean fantasy football recap. I did win, kind of asterisk. You know, we had the week seventeen chaos, but yeah, Matt we was really ticked off. Not <laughs> Matt, Matt. Not because Demar Hamlin was dead oh, on the no. field for a period yeah, of time. You didn't but... say anything about that. That happened, and as it was happening, oh my gosh, we were watching that game. Yeah, oh, it was horrible. Oh. But Matt's whole championship game depended on that. I did have Josh Allen at quarterback, and they did wipe those stats off the board. So we took week 18, moved it back to 17 for those player scores. And it was the championship game. And I'm also our commissioner, so I didn't want to be biased. So this was the fantasy football minute in the middle of parenting talk. But I'm the champion. I won. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. (laughs) But this year, we voted as a league to donate all the money. So Yeah, yeah. So the year that I win, I just – I win – like it's kind of silly that you win when you donated all the charity. Is it like, do I not pay? Like, do I get money? No, you just we all just you pay just money paid to, to participate. Yep. Sorry. Exactly. Yeah. It just is what it is. Of course, Try the year I next win. Year. Maybe yeah. year seven's yours. Maybe I'll get to win money sometime. Uh, but anyway, yeah, there we're not perfect parents. No. We we don't. you're not going to be a perfect parent. No. I mean, and Godspeed if you do, but uh, you're, not. you're not. We kind of uh. Our goal is to resolve things. Our, our goal is to take the good things we feel like our parents did mm-hmm. and uh, do them again. Yeah. Our goal is to take the things that our parents didn't do so well and improve upon them. With the understanding that our parents were doing their best. Oh, absolutely. Like, I think we can confidently say with both of our parents, they were trying their damnedest. Yeah, And they had absolutely. their own mental issues. And struggles and relationship issues and struggles and just absolutely work and everything that goes on in life that you're dealing with, your parents had to deal with bringing you up. And that's one of the great things about having a kid, I think, is it gives you, hopefully, and again, there are extreme circumstances with parents and lots of people have different issues. But like for me, who has two wonderful parents, it's given me a really big appreciation to go, you guys did a bang up job for having your own world full of crap that you had to deal with. Yeah. I was going to say the end of what I was going to say was kind of going to note on that in that also us moving forward, realizing just like our parents, we don't know what we don't know. Mm -hmm. So we're prepared as she gets older to take feedback from her. And not that she's going to control our parenting situation, Mm -hmm. but I think that there is a lot to say about being open with your child and letting them communicate where they feel like you're not nailing it. Yeah. Yeah. One of the biggest goals I have is to make our daughter feel seen, like seen and appreciated and like uh, she's important. Right. And I hope to do that for all our children. But here's the deal. Your parents screwed you up in some way. We'll screw up our child, hopefully in a different, more minor way. But it's just you're and you're only in control of a certain part of your kid's life. You may be the perfect parent at home and they may just have a really tough time at school. Or they may have a really tough time in sports and they have to deal with other kids that have tough situations going on. Like you're only a certain percentage of your kid's life. But speaking of perfect parents, Uh 
Greg's Reads of the Week. Yeah. So we've we've hammered parenting into the ground. Yeah. Time to talk about your perfect parent yeah. and the articles that he sends us. I have two every perfect week. parents. Well, I'm talking about one of them. Okay. Yeah. I just need it to be noted. I have two perfect parents. Same. Yeah. Uh Brag. No. <laughs> My parents really are. They're wonderful. But okay, the first one that dad sent this week, and I didn't read this, and I'm really hoping you did because mm-hmm. I took a mental note to read it today. New wireless 55-inch TV runs on batteries for a month. Sticks to wall without dot, dot, dot. Yeah. So first things first, Greg. By the way, in this segment, we rate these articles on a scale of one to five how much anxiety they give. Because here's the deal. Our parents all send us articles, and half the time they're like, the world's falling apart and we're going to hell. Oh, and one of you... Multiple of you asked yeah. if we would start linking these articles in the show notes. So we're going to do that. These will be linked in the show notes if you want to go read them. And that brings me to my grievance with this article. When I click this article link, it sends me to yahoo.com. <laughs> now, the link looks good in Apple messages. It just links me to yahoo.com. Oh. Uh, so I had to go find this article. But Actually, it was on Fox News. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's interesting. I think it's kind of like a like a tech demo almost. Okay, cool. Like it was a, probably at like Consumer Electronics Show, CES. Cool. So, um, you know, it's not ready for deployment yet, but it is a cool little advance. So, yeah. hopefully, we see these in the next couple of years. Yeah. But hmm. yeah, I'll I'll try and figure out a working link, Gregory. <laughs> My dad all the time will send articles to our family group text, and it's just yahoo.com. Yeah. I All think it's time. probably a problem with Yahoo and how they link, but probably I don't think he's doing something you. crazy wrong. I know that he knows how to copy a link, but ninety nine percent of them work. Okay, and then this was uh, I thought came with a very kind text message for you. Mm-hmm. The dark web's criminal minds see what is that IOT IOT Internet of Things. Oh, see Internet of Things as the next big hacking prize. CNBC. And he said, okay, this is really all Matt. And he likely already knows what's in the article, but it's a good read for techies. Yeah. Yep. It's uh, So I did read that one too. So off to a hot start. This did not give me any anxiety. Um, it's kind of one of those things that if you do this stuff, you're a little bit aware of. It didn't give me any anxiety because when dad said, oh, Matt will already know this. I was like, okay, well then I, that. Yeah. And you're like, I'm I covered. don't know what it's talking about either. So yeah. cool. But it's just basically the smart devices in your home. Uh, they can be a target for hackers and stealing information and stuff. Yeah. So, but I'm aware of it. I'm taking measures against it. Love Not it. Not that much anxiety. Phishing attacks are increasing and getting more sophisticated. Here's how to avoid them. CNBC. Didn't read this one. Didn't give me much anxiety. One out of five. Uh, it gave me enough anxiety that I clicked on it. Like a, a three out of five, prim- primarily because I read the headline and I didn't know what any of it meant. It feels weird to click on a link about fishing. <laughs> I, I didn't read it, but it just feels weird to like article about fishing. I'll send me there. And to clarify, anybody listening thinking fishing. PH. Yeah. Like fat from the 90s. Yeah. Not, uh, not fishing for yeah. Salmon. No. Or bass. Fishing attacks. Yeah, that would be wild. That would be a very <laughs> different article. It's like bears. Bears are hiding and, you know, eating fly fishermen. I saw a TikTok the other day from a woman in Montana whose dogs wouldn't go outside. Uh-huh. And she was like, she has big dogs. They would not go outside. 
and uh, she was so confused and uh, she thought she heard something. So she stuck her camera under her patio and there was a bear just like curled up under her patio. What if they hibernated there? That would be wild and scary. Yeah, it would. Should I finish this out? Yeah, sure. Give us our last one. Sure. The million dollar question. Dave Ramsey says 79% of US millionaires didn't receive inheritance from their, I'm assuming, families. Yeah. Starts with an F. Moneywise.com. No anxiety. Didn't give me any anxiety. And the thing that I don't think we're getting millions of dollars anytime soon. It surprised me getting this from dad. I think we actually got two Dave Ramsey articles. Yeah. The the other one was something else. Uh, I didn't know. Why does Dave Ramsey know about this? Is he, what's his deal? Well, the is thing he an that, expert? Uh-huh. Is he an expert on inheritance? Well, okay. The thing that I thought was weird about this is my dad's not a big Dave Ramsey guy. No. He did thought, give us some Dave Ramsey stuff, but, though. Greg, are you a big Dave Ramsey guy? Because I thought that we were canceling Dave Ramsey. Should we Should we put your dad up as an alternative Dave Ramsey? Should we get I, him his own bit? Like the I really, Greg Johnson method? I think he would be a really good financial advisor. Yeah. I do aggressive but uh, well i wasn't gonna say aggressive i was gonna say very safe yes conservative yes yeah not aggressive in a investing aspect just no. aggressing aggressively conservative see that also is giving not the message i want okay i don't know <laughs> i feel like i associate assertively conservative well, I, don't, I think I... it's the word conservative for me okay i don't know better safe than sorry yeah but I do feel like, but Dave Ramsey just has been a little bit iffy with like, like he's kind of come out and been like, you should never have a credit card. Mm-hmm. You should the like buy your house in cash, everything in cash. You should, yeah. which like. There is merit to the arguments, but usually. Yes. They, there are limitations to it. It's very good for, uh, I think kind of digging yourself out of a hole is usually kind of the. Yeah, where it's it's very extreme, very regimented to try and um, restrict your yeah. self-inflicted. But if you can responsibly use some of the tools that he says not to use, uh, you can set yourself up for long-term success. Yeah. And we are not certified anything financial. No. So all that to say, to I just was either. surprised to see an article come through with Dave Ramsey in those the articles title. Yeah. Yeah. All right, that's all I got. Yep. Those are some good ones, but it was a short week too, so that brings us to Word of the Week. Okay. I'm ready. You familiar with circumlocution? Circumlocution. 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 Mm Mm-hmm. Is there a Q in it? Nope. Okay. The use of lots of words where fewer words would actually do the job. Ooh. So, I've been accused Braden, of circumlocution. are you listening? Braden Overby, my brother and dear friend, also guilty of this. We both are. Circum... Com- circumlocution. Locution. I almost said circumlocution. Would you like to read confusion. it? Circumlocution. Circumlocution. Oh. That looks like circumlotion to me. Well, there's a C in the lotion that's <laughs> going to trip you up. But that's just the way my brain. Circumlocution. Um, what does circum mean? Uh, it has to do with circle, pretty sure. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. So I think it's being roundabout. Okay. Instead of just direct to the point. Okay. 
I don't expect to see you use this one. No, but I thought it was relevant because you could use it to describe me. Yeah, no, absolutely. But that's not going to stay in my brain at all. No, there's not a chance, but I just like that word. Circumlocution. Circumlocution. Matt has a fondness for circumlocution. Yeah. But he can also be direct. He can. Multi-talented. Great thing about him. I'm really talking myself up. Look at that positive self-talk after, what was that, last week where I just buried myself? Yeah, it was. (laughs) Just one after another. Yeah, I'm feeling good today. Down, down, down. (laughs) All right, we only have one voicemail this week. Yeah. So if you're listening to this right now. You've got an opportunity. Yeah, we need you to call. Leave us a voicemail. And by call, I mean go to the link in the description. Yeah, speakpipe.com uh, uh, slash oversharing, oversharing with the Overbees. Overbees. And it is linked in the description on YouTube mm-hmm. or on your podcasting anywhere that platform. you listen. <laughs> yep. uh, and it's really easy to leave us a voicemail. You can leave it anonymously. Uh, you can also message us questions if oh, yeah. Yeah, you yeah. don't want to leave a voicemail. I had voicemail. a great DM conversation with somebody the other day. Uh, kind of really? engineering focused. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. A lot of people have been asking to do more of a conversation about your engineering journey. Okay. Maybe that would make a good YouTube video. Probably would be solid. Um, anyway, so this is our only voicemail this week. Hi, Matt and Joe. I love hearing how excited you get for international listeners. So I just had to pop <laughs> by and say hello. Sending you lots of love from cold, snowy, beautiful, small Finland. I had the total opposite of a slow December or like the end of the year. So I just finished catching up with the episodes. I actually do have a question too. What do you think are like, let's say, top five things slash questions uh, to go through before getting married? I love you guys. Keep up the great work with the podcast and all. I have given you five stars. I hope everyone else does it too, because you totally deserve that. And I really hope your goals for this year come through. Thank you. Oh. I'm going to cry. Yeah, that was so nice. <laughs> wow, thank you. People are Finland. awesome. I, my br- guys, I can't process <laughs> that. I know that I say it every single time, but I won't stop. I, I can't feel bad stop. that all these people have to learn English for what? us dummies. Yeah, yeah, I know. We don't deserve it. No, we don't. Uh, wow. Okay, grateful for you. So glad you're here. Thank you for catching up on the podcast. And thank you for all the kind words and for rating and reviewing rating, our review, podcast. Yeah. We A love that. Uh, top five questions yeah. for I think that's a great get married. little it topic. Really that should be good. an episode, honestly. But Do you want to go back and forth? Yeah, let's, let's do it. You have one off the top? Uh, off the top, I'm going to say, uh, number one thing is kids or no kids. Yeah, that was, you, you took it off my draft board. Yeah. If you need to be on the same page or open to each other, understanding where they're at and not expecting them to change. Um, yes. Cause sometimes people go in and they go, I don't want kids and I'm never going to want kids. And then they get married and the other person goes, well, I just thought you'd change your mind in five years. Or 10 years and they go, no. No, I no, told I'm you not. that. And I thought we were on the same page. I'm not prepared yeah. to be a parent and I'm not going to be. And I've prepared my life as though I'm not going to be. And that doesn't mean I don't think that you need to know that you both want kids. Mm-hmm. But I think it's good that you're both. I think you need to know where the other person stands yeah. and be okay with where the other person stands. Right. And you know vice vice versa wherever you fall like if if you aren't a heck yes 
And so you're a no. Uh, making sure that that's going to be okay with you. I don't know. I, I would say that that's definitely my number one thing. Uh, second thing is I think you need to talk about money. Yeah. Extensively. Mm-hmm. Uh, how are you going to pay your bills? Who are you expecting to do the labor when it comes to financial success? Yeah. How are you expecting support as the person that is going to provide that financial success? So whether mm-hmm. you guys want to split the financial, you know, uh, goals with one another, also being really clear. And I guess uh, not just talking about money. So money would be question two. And then number three would be talking division of labor. Yeah. I thought we were going back and forth, but you're just hammering these out. Sorry. I actually agree with all of them. And some of them were going to be what I was going to talk about. So go ahead. No, rock and roll. Yeah. Division of labor is a really important one. And understanding, um, and this guys, it's just, just for guys, we suck at it. Uh, just as a gender, um, we've been allowed to, especially American men. Yeah. Yeah, and I, again, we're not not speak. speaking for other countries. I'm just not familiar. They might enough. be way better in Finland. I don't They're, know. They do a lot of things better than us. So yeah, there might be other countries that are much better mm-hmm. at this. Yeah, but where parents and partners are on equal footing, and it may be much worse in other places. So I don't not think, to just bury American men either, but but I also don't think there are many places anywhere that no are like have it figured out. No, so um, yeah, we've just kind of been allowed to be backup parents and not like backup parents and backup partners. partners. And, like, I, I was going to say not even if you don't have yeah, kids, I think it's still just very the division relevant. of labor. Like a lot of times. And the problem is women are working as much or more than men at this point. So most, most households are dual, like both working. Well, a lot of households need to be dual yeah. income in order to make ends meet. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So your partner is working and then you can't expect them to do all of the work at home. Even if you think, oh, I don't care about that, it's you haven't had to care about that because it's been getting done. Well, and even if you have a stay-at-home partner and you work, mm-hmm. it is still not their responsibility to work 24 hours a day just because you yeah. go to work eight hours a day. Or 10 hours or 12 hours. Like, and so, Or maybe it is. You yeah. guys can decide that on your own, I guess. <laughs> but it needs to be a discussion. You need to be on yeah. the same page and you need to evolve with each other too. It's pretty clear where Matt and I personally <laughs> on that. Yeah, as someone that... But, isn't at work anymore yeah. um, but i was i was worse about it when i was at my job for sure yeah but i, I think even after leaving mm-hmm. your job it's been, it's been a development it's been really eye-opening for yeah. you how hard those things are and the mental labor of it is something that we don't appreciate as much like matt's learning just keeping all about track. mental load yes and what's funny is like i'm actually more of the default parent and so like i keep i i know a lot of the things about our daughter that you don't always know. And so like I have a tiny, tiny taste of like but I that have a mental pretty good. Grasp. Oh no, absolutely. It's not like you're <laughs> clueless. It's just like there's a couple things where I was like, Oh, I knew that she did this yesterday. And you didn't know that because you were working on something. Yeah. Like that's and I have a tiny taste of like that mental load. The way and, that and I- then you get it goes to your head. You're like, Well, <laughs> I know that. You don't know that. And it's like, that's how your wife feels about well, everything. And the way I immediately process that is like dads who have to call for mm-hmm. their birthdays and stuff for, at the doctor's office. Yeah. I'm not like that. I No, 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 exactly. 
I, I have all of the primary information. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's just, it's funny. Like, and there's, there's good information and topics about there. So what do we do? Division of labor, division of labor, finances. money, uh, whether or not you want to have kids. Yes. That's, that's very big. Uh, I think that a really good conversation to have, whether you do it as like the five love languages or Mm -hmm. another similar style of learning, really understanding and having conversations about how you give and receive affection and love to Mm -hmm. one another in order to provide the best support possible Yeah, is big. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, fifth question for me, I have it, but I'm going to let you say something. It may just be six because I have talked. Talk, you've, talk. you've got a fifth one for yeah. sure. I don't know. Uh, kind of your values, whether that's religion or uh, what, like what dictates right and wrong for you and all that kind of stuff. I think understanding someone's value system, whether that is religion for most people, especially in the United States, religion is uh, very, very important. And that's something they take very, very seriously. Um, well, so understanding you, where they fall and being okay with where they fall. And if it's not okay with you, then that's something that needs to be worked out. For sure. And what I was going to say, I think that's more important. So I think that was mm-hmm. a good number five. Number six that I was going to say is how are we going to split our fam- or combine? Mm-hmm. I don't like the word split. How are we going to combine our families? Gotcha. So how are we going to ensure that we're maintaining a relationship with Matt's brother and parents the same way that we're maintaining a relationship with my sisters Mm -hmm. and my parents and prioritizing both in a way that feels good to us. Yeah. Equitable. Yeah. So I think that's the last conversation I would say is really important. Yeah. And none of those are really fun. No, no, not that they're not fun. Like I think it's, I mean, if you're on the same page with all of them, it can be really exciting, but you can also be like, Oh no. Yeah, we got to work some stuff out. Hard. And none of those, like on their own, if you're willing to grow and accept the other person, are not deal breakers. But sometimes they can be a deal breaker for you. And it's like, I'm not going to be able to get over this or we're going to have to really work on it. Yeah. And I, I have multiple friends that on the first one, kids are no kids. Mm-hmm. I have friends that want to be kid free and they broke up with partners over it. Yeah. And uh, I think that's great. Mm-hmm. I really do. I, I think that if you have something that you are so confident in, I don't think you should expect the people around you to change what's important to them. I think you need to find no. people that you align with Yeah. in order to pursue. And I, I know I keep going back to the child free <laughs> thing. I don't know why I do. I just have so much respect and love for my friends that have chosen to be child free. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you don't see that dialogue online. Like you see, child-free people versus people that have kids and we hate each other Mm -hmm. and i feel so unbelievably grateful to be surrounded by people who have chosen to be parents and people who have chosen not to be parents and we're all in one another's village and we're all celebrating one another in our accomplishments and cheering each other on along the way and Mm -hmm. and just because you're child-free doesn't mean you don't like kids it just means that you have the self, you know, you have self awareness that you're like, that's yeah. what I wrote down about doing an episode about, uh-huh. about the hating kids. Oh yeah. I, it just like a light bulb went off in my head. Uh, this week, Matt and I were talking and I had seen a TikTok where, uh, I think that she's a professional in mm-hmm. 
uh, early childhood development and like parenting education. But she was talking about how children are the only, uh, one of the only groups of people that we allow people to say things like, I hate kids, <laughs> but that's like hate speech. Yeah. Because you're not allowed to like, they're just a group of people. Yeah. Like they're not choosing to hate be a people child. for their identity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. I don't know if we could do a whole episode on that, but eh, maybe we'll dive into it next time. I'd never thought about it that way. Yeah. And I was like, wow, that's crazy. It is crazy. You shouldn't hate children mm-hmm. just for being children. Yeah. <laughs> you can not want to care for children. Oh, absolutely. Or your own, you know. And like, again, I think that's part of that self-awareness to be like, hey, I don't have the tools in my tool belt to do this or I don't want that in my journey in life. Right. And like, if you know that and you're confident in that, then it's, I think it's a really noble thing to say, hey, I'm not going to steer into what people's expectations of me are as an adult. Yeah. I want to take my own path. I completely agree. And not drag a child or another person into it. If that's what your choice is. Now we're completely off track, but I do feel like we gave good questions before marriage. Yeah. All right. Are we done? Are we we wrapping? I think that's it. Wish we had another can to crack i know as a finale Rate us, review us subscribe to us thumbs up i don't know social media <laughs> do what our social media handles oh yeah at joe johnson overby on everything right yeah across the board on youtube all that jazz uh matt dot overby on instagram and uh mr joe johnson on tiktok so you know, go find him follow him find me and see if i post some yeah probably not oh whoa 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 That's hey my goal all right year, something's coming guys Maybe. get ready peace and blessings All right. Love you all. Bye.